Hey there. This episode originally aired on my Patreon many months ago, so some of the information might be a little bit outdated by now. If you'd like to check out episodes as soon as they come out, you can join my $3 tier over there, or you can subscribe to check out full episodes coming here eventually. Either way, the choice is yours. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first ever uh, title pending PatNet's creator podcast, something like that. Hi, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Um, Today, I'm joined by a very good friend of mine, also a fellow creator, uh, Talon Stradley from Newton's Dark Room. Hello. Feel free to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Talon Stradley of Newton's Dark Room. I have done uh, podcasts, music, film stuff, theater, uh, all kinds of crazy creative stuff. So I'm very excited to talk about that whole process today. <laughs> yeah, uh, us two specifically have been like creating since we were like really young, or even back yeah. to like when we would like draft up those comics and stuff like that. And um, I feel like. I feel like uh, when I was thinking about this project and like bringing people on, the first person I thought of was like, well, Talon, I for one know that he's had like this whole history of like creating or whatnot and must have some good anecdotes about it. And uh, you also uh, uh, have similar to myself is you've kind of like built up an artist collective or whatnot. So you are constantly dealing with other artists as well. And um, it's like, it's just, I'm sure that 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 kind of experience is like given like a lot of uh, insight as to, how the whole process works and yes. some things maybe you should try to avoid and some things you should try to pursue. And um, I think it'd be great to talk about some of like failed projects maybe uh, at some point, because I feel like you can learn so much from failed projects. I got a few of those. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've got, a, I've got a, 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 a decent amount of those as well. Um, but basically this podcast is just going to be us going over kind of the overview of how to get started with creating, or at least how to get started and kind of carry through with it. Basically an introduction to creation in a way. Um, not scientific creation, but uh, into into art creation. So um, my experience mostly goes with YouTube. That's kind of uh, my territory, and that's kind of the content I create is like videos. Um, so a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about pertains directly to that, and I'll probably any specific examples I give are kind of helping other people, more specifically with video creation. However, the stuff we're going to be going over today can be applied to pretty much any art field I imagine. Um, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the uh, ideologies behind creation kind of jump back and forth between any different medium. Like all this stuff can be applied elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are working on creating something else or even just something similar, such as uh, Talon, he like creates podcasts, and in a lot of way, podcasts are very similar to regular YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you end up doing podcasts on YouTube like yours <laughs> truly. Uh, so, you know, in a lot of this stuff, as you'll see, like we share, I'm sure we share a lot of the same similar experiences, uh, regardless of the field we're in. So even if you're just trying to freaking paint or something, I don't mean to say that in a direct, I, I, what I mean is like, uh, I have nothing against any kind of medium, (laughs) any kind of medium, you're painting or growing chia pets or shooting a (laughs) hundred million dollar big budget film, you know, (laughs) growing chia pets is probably the most esteemed version of creation. I think it it requires patience. Oh, planning. Oh yeah. Yeah. And all of that happens to transfer to other arts as well. So that's what the great part of it is. Uh, so basically we are going to, uh, be talking about like some more general stuff in future episodes. I plan on going to a little bit more specifics about individual parts of the, uh, of creation, uh, such as like, um, different equipment that's easy to get for starting out or, uh, even just something as simple as like how to make a proper thumbnail on a YouTube video. Right. And, uh, we're going to, so we're going to go, I, I have specifics in mind, but those are kind of for later dates right now. I'm just trying to stick with like mentality of creating, um, I think just to kind of start this off in your talent, sure. uh, I think 
maybe one of the number one goals of or one of the number one mentalities you should have with creation is that uh you shouldn't really be creating for the sake of how would i put it uh for for the, for the sake of monetary gain not for the yes. sake of monetary gain but for like I guess, for the fame or recognition for the fame yeah that's kind of what i was looking yeah, for yeah i mean that's a that's one of the tempting things i think especially with with content creation is that so many of like the well-known people i mean whether it's it's uh sorry yeah whether it's uh you know content like movies or youtube videos or even like inventions and stuff right it's like the people that we know the most are the people that create stuff and for some people that can be really tempting right like if you work at any kind of you know school with youngsters like they're always going mm. and talking about making the youtube channels and getting big and getting those followers and that kind of thing right. um but the the thing is that you know creating for a living is hard enough like there's people who are really mm. good at what they do and they just want to create for a living and they even find it hard to do that and so if you're looking to get into really any kind of creation as like a a, a job or a uh you know, as a, as a fame kind of thing, like you just have to be prepared to do that grind and to work for other people and to do jobs you don't want to do. But if you're looking at starting your own YouTube channel, your own podcast, your own stuff, then, you know, if you make money along the way, awesome. But it's a, it's a very slow process to kind of get there. Uh, right. And you're never going to get there if you're doing it for those other reasons, because it is Definitely frustrating not. in the long path. Yeah. Especially if you talk about YouTube specifically, which again, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be constantly driving this back oh, yeah. to YouTube, but, yeah. uh, the way I kind of like to see YouTube, at least YouTube uh, fame, for lack of a better word, is mm -hmm. that it's it's kind of like a lightning in a bottle situation where yes. uh, everyone who's ever been popular at YouTube has had some form of luck involved. But that's not to say that their entire success comes from luck. A lot of their success comes from hard work and dedication and, and heart that they put into their, their mm -hmm. content. Um, but if you look at like most viral videos that happen on YouTube... I don't know if viral videos... Do viral videos really happen now? I think it's all kind they of... They kind of do. They do. Like, meshed together, but, like... I, I think uh, YouTube is no longer the place for viral videos. Like, I feel right. like you get more of that on, like, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit. TikTok. Like, you know, some of the... TikTok. Yeah. Um, just because uh, how the, the nature of YouTube, and, you know, especially in recent years, is getting longer and longer kind right. of thing. Right, right. Um, uh, but with the, the, the past viral videos, or even some of the viral videos on TikTok... Um, you know, it's not it's not that one viral video that makes uh, another like the person successful for the rest mm -hmm. of their life. You know, usually what happens is um, they find that one video and if there's nothing else to really see with like the creator, they usually just kind of leave. I mean, what's the point of staying if there's nothing left uh, that's kind of like worth watching? Yeah. What a lot of those creators do, though, is they will then, you know, work harder, make out more, make more content that's similar to that, like viral stuff mm -hmm. and uh, basically continue doing what they've been doing. But at no point in time did someone sign a contract saying, I'm going to submit this video to be viral. You know, it's not like yeah. you can control what people are going to see well, anyway. And that's the thing is that uh, you have to be you have to work and be prepared to be lucky, you know, because if you're right. lucky and the right person sees you at the right time, but you're not, you know, you don't have the portfolio, you're not in a position, you don't have the channel set up, then, right. you know, sure, you might have a viral video, but you're not going to get any subscribers, right? right. But if you have right. that base and people subscribe, and then they realize, oh, they did this cool video, yeah. even if your past stuff isn't as good as that video or you improve, right? It's like, we understand that things improve, but we want to see yeah. that work and know that you're someone that we can invest in. Mm -hmm. um, Building a resume is just super important it's, yes. it's extremely important to always yeah. have something that someone else can see like hey they have like more of this or whatnot yeah and the analogy i like to use is if we're going with like a lightning in a bottle situation uh that lightning still might strike that bottle. you just want to make sure you got that lid to capture that sucker <laughs> because if you got no lid right if we if we say a resume is a lid this is an amazing analogy i know you can already compliment me on it later 
uh, if we say like a lid is uh, your resume or whatnot, uh-huh. you want to be able to catch that sucker when it's there and retain that. Um, and if you have no basis, no foundation or anything like that, or any drive or dedication, uh, naturally that license is going to get right out. That thing's instant. Yeah. It's, it's there and, and then it, it's gone. You know? And I think especially if you're looking to move into a more like career based kind of thing, like if you start your own YouTube channel and you pop off, that's awesome. Great for you. But a lot of mm-hmm. people are going to be looking, I mean, even YouTubers that have made it are looking to, um, expand into and diversify into other areas right to look to get on a tv i mean like you know gus johnson for a long time was trying to do something with comedy central you know Lily singh did the you know her late night show Uh, you know these people look or like everybody writes their books right so people look for those other opportunities um well and i think that's a that's a good point to also say that like it's it's important uh to be able to adapt to different mediums you know to take your creative drive to other platforms if need be i mean um you might have it in your head or some people might have it in their heads that like the, the ideal like career choice is to be a YouTuber or something like that. You get to make videos and talk with all your friends like all the time. But the thing is that YouTube might not even, you know, be around forever. Like, you know, the climate's always changing with regards to entertainment. And if you're not able to adapt to other mediums, I think uh, that's just where things get kind of dangerous. You know, you can start thinking like, I want to be a celebrity, but even that is just like a confined view of something as opposed to like uh i yeah. want to create and create successfully and make a living off of it um that doesn't always mean being a celebrity but if you have it in your head that you need to build up this fame and this kind of like dare i say mm. clout you know uh i'm hip with the kids uh if you just want to build all that you're really confining yourself to all these other options you have because there's a lot of people out there who do create and are able to make a living off of it and yeah. wouldn't by any means fit the objective term of like a celebrity you know mm-hmm. and uh that's not to say their life is less happy than a normal celebrity's it's, yeah, it's just... probably more happy in a lot of cases <laughs> yeah I, I mean golly can you imagine having your entire life on a, like a, a spotlight the entire time yeah that sounds terrifying to me and that's just another thing like being successful with what you create might not even be something you're entirely after or might not be something you'd entirely enjoy rather you know uh so it's important to just not go into creation with that kind of mindset that you, you want to really creation should come from a place of heart or something that you want to express or communicate with other people mm-hmm. and present it in a way. And uh, that's kind of the beauty of art. It's just this yeah. another form of communication that can't be done just through regular words or mouth. I mean, I guess you could say even just speaking is an art form or writing is an art form. But until you start treating it as it is, which is art, something to be communicated from you to someone else, mm-hmm. um, then are you really making art? If you don't see art as art, then are you actually making art? That's a good I question, mean, right? It's a very good question. We're getting real yeah. heady real fast. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, no, but I think the bottom line is, right, you have to be doing it for the right reasons. You have yeah. to enjoy it. Um, it. It's a long road, just like with any job. If you want to go into it for a career to make the money to get the fame, you have to be willing to put the work in. You have to learn the things you want to learn. Um, and, you know, whether you're trying to do that or, you know, just make stuff for fun, like you have to start making stuff. <laughs> you know, you got to be creating and you got to be enjoying it. Otherwise, you'll never have yeah. the stamina to get through there. And that's a good segue into like another topic. You know, um, when you're creating things, uh, you really do need to just be constantly creating in some form, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like the second you kind of stop creating and, and, and start doing other things or whatnot is usually when you start encouraging like the burnout or the, the writer's block or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
that's kind of a dangerous trap to get in because a lot of times you might get intimidated by your own project. You might think like, this is something that's going to take forever to finish. And, uh, you know, like you start putting it off and start doing other things. And then you start doing things that aren't extremely creative. Mm. And, uh, next thing you know, that project never gets lifted off the ground. And it was something that you were at one point super, super passionate about, you know? Yeah. Um, It's interesting because I, I, I have a very like scattered approach to creating uh, stuff, which is kind of a blessing sure. and a curse. Because <laughs> um, I, I, it's really hard for me to sit down and work on something that I don't want to be working on. You know, yeah. especially at this level where it's like it's not my job, it's not this. Like I'm spending my time doing this. I want to be doing something that I want to work. Right. And so it's it's interesting because it's really just kind of throwing a lot and kind of seeing what sticks and what comes through. And I think right. that's why. Um, I'm especially drawn to short form stuff, right? Like I really love like limited series on Netflix, you know, where it's just like the one season or, um, you know, same thing with like podcasts where it's like one and done. Like I just find that format so fascinating and that yeah. allows me to like get fully invested in something, create it and then put it out there but not have to worry Absolutely. about continuing like that same kind of drive that can uh, sometimes get exhausted right. if you work with one one set of characters or one medium for for a while. Right. Um, but now correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. uh, you also, you tend to, hold a bunch of different projects in your belt specifically so that you can jump back and forth between them and like yeah without yeah so so i would say like right off the bat one of the most important things is consistency if you're trying to build up an audience right like that's really important um that being said i'm not uh totally in a position where i'm trying to uh build my audience if that makes sense like i I would love to like you know i get people i put out press releases i do social media i do all that kind of stuff but at the same time like i know that i'm in school i mean like right now like you know the coronavirus hit and then just my creative energy was zapped and it became very very difficult for me to create and meet my deadlines and juggle school and all that kind of stuff sure now i'm kind of lucky because i'm in a position that i you know i have about 200 subscribers on my podcast which is a nice modest following but most of them are other content. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Most of them are other content creators. Most of them are uh, understanding and supportive, right? Like I don't have a lot of right. tools. I don't have a lot of people bashing yeah. me for not putting out stuff. And so I kind of have that flexibility. And yeah. I understand that for me, like this is nice, but it's not what I totally want to be creating. Um, Newton's Darkroom Presents, which is my monthly podcast. Um, I put out monthly just because I wanted something to be coming out while I work on these larger projects. Right. Um, like one larger project I started in um, I started writing in the summer of last year and I'm still working on the scripts. Like I'm just now finishing that up kind of thing and getting that submitted to some, some different stuff. Um, And so it it can just take a while, you know, so that I used to kind of like keep people up. Um, But I do have multiple projects. Uh, I I can't do any of them regularly, any other ones. Like I can have the once a month and it's really difficult. I've tried some other times, but it doesn't work as much, but I just put out things whenever I can to build up that audience, to build up my resume. Right. Like if I'm putting out cochlea, which is a nonfiction show, that's a very different beast than, you know, Newton's dark room presents, which is fiction. And that allows me to kind of dip my toes in these different areas. So that whenever I have the time and energy to sit down and really work with one, like I am now, I kind of have that experience, know what I'm doing. I have a little bit of a following that I can, uh, you know, leverage for that initial listening and then kind of go from there. So I'm I'm more like treating it as a learning experience than like a a job right now. But I also love it. I love I've been doing it for like two years now, you know, so I could definitely see this evolving, especially as I get more established stuff set up into something that is more like a career kind of thing. Right. And and you're, you're doing a good job at like at figuring out what like some of your assets are and then able you're like capitalizing yeah. on like every different corner of that. Like, um, yeah. 
the the podcast you just mentioned what what was it called again the, uh, the cochlea. nonfiction cochlea that that's yeah. about like specifically the 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 art of sound right yeah like yeah in audio it, reproduction it, yeah because that's what i'm going to school for um audio right. engineering at cal state dominguez hills and so it, it i was treating that as like a study guide kind of thing so mm. i'd have a test on midi coming up i'd write the episode on midi i would uh you know have to research the episode have to be able to yeah. explain it i would say it i would edit myself so i'd hear myself saying it you know so yeah. I'm, I'm just exposed to it a lot of the way um yeah. and i did really well and this semester and then the other rule for that was that i never wanted it to get in the way of school which is a reason why that did not have a regular setting sure. uh, and this semester is a great example where we had an uh, a professor who was on leave come back and so kind of adjusting to that was iffy and then of course like coronavirus and covid and just all that other stuff like it was yeah. still a weird semester from the get-go and it hasn't gotten better for me <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. um but because of that i haven't released a new episode this year and that's just because like i wanted to focus on the schooling and other things right. um well and, yeah. and 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 like you know there's there are things to obviously prioritize you know um if you go completely guns blazing and just drop your entire like surroundings mm-hmm. and cut people out of your life and just go silent for hours and hours on end just trying to like create things you know, yeah you're, you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be adopting some unhealthy practices basically well and i think just along the line like i think overworking is a very very dangerous thing um Definitely. i love working like it's it's something that i have to be kind of hyper aware of otherwise it's very easy for me to get into that mood and kind of sure. like you said like neglect friends and that kind of thing yeah um but and, and that's kind of a problem because I'm a very ambitious person, right? Like I have these big ideas. I might launch something. Like I love just putting stuff out. I One of my biggest tips is like just create, right? It's like yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter if people listen, if you mess up, if you whatever, like just create. You'll learn so much. Absolutely. People won't care. They'll grow up. They'll move on, right? Yeah. Um, but I do have to be just really aware because I can. I, it's easy to spread yourself too thin, right? Definitely. And so that's why I think trying to hit – if you're trying to build an audience, hitting those consistent goals, right, setting clear, consistent goals, I want to put out – one episode a month, one episode every yeah. two weeks. Make it easy. You know, don't do that. Like I'm going to put out an Absolutely. episode every single day. It's oh like give gosh, yourself yeah. a break. Yeah. It's okay. Like set an achievable goal and that's going to go so much further for you than, than burning right. yourself out, trying to do all this different stuff, trying to, you know, post on social media every single day yeah. and put out an episode every day and every other week do this and your bonus right. live stream and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well now I, and I, you might be, you might be able to agree with this, but I, I can for one guarantee that, the number one cause of all of my halts in like any creation or any project being canned because of that is because I wasn't aiming for practicality first. I wasn't first understanding my limits and how far I can go. Uh, I would set like these really big projects that were much bigger than me. Mm -hmm. And that ambition's good. I mean, you, you, that ambition's important creation, but if you have nothing to limit that ambition, if you have no self restraints on that ambition, then naturally you're going to burn out of every project that you start. Because yeah. nobody can just create a project that they see and I get completely ideal project, 100% good. Uh, uh, if, to take an example, a movie. No, if you want to make a movie in your life, nobody just, without having any prior experience of creation, just like, all right, I'm going to make a, uh, a, a blockbuster movie film, like yeah. right now by myself and just, you know, film it all, you know, like I'll fund everything. I'll just, I'll get it out. And the key mm-hmm. will be like work, working hard. It's like the, you need to be able to set, limits so yes. that you can fill in those limits as much as you can i mean if, yeah. you, if you set this idea of like this is something that's practical this is something that can be done uh it's nothing it's not the biggest project ever it's mm-hmm. it's you know i'm not saying like this is like groundbreaking but 
for what it is, I'm able to get as far as I can within those limits. Yes. And then you find yourself grabbing a product that's now completely full, as opposed to so many half-finished, really, really good yeah. projects, but are half-finished. And um, a saying I learned actually relatively recently, mm. I just can't remember who said it, because it was someone who heard someone else say it, and then they told me. So now it's just a freaking game of telephone. But the, the saying they said was that uh, a perfect project is good, but a finished project is better because yeah. so many perfect projects will just get like put on the sidelines because they'll never get finished. Because can you actually ever do perfect? Yeah. Can that ever actually be done? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of segues into like uh, another mentality that should probably be kept in mind is just that, um, you know, it's okay if your project is not the same project that you originally envisioned, you know? Yes. Um, you got to give room for your project to change and evolve. And uh, so many Mm -hmm. times people will think, and I speak from experience, you know, I, uh, I want to bring up like an actual example of like, uh, of like a a YouTube project that I, so a very simple project, actually talent. I think I invited you to this one a while back. (laughs) This is a long, long time ago. Um, uh, I, I loved the game team fortress Two. Oh, by the way, I play games in case you guys didn't know. Um, so I love the game team fortress Two, And I thought it would be cool to do a simple, um, nine versus nine team fortress two match with everybody recording their individual perspectives and editing it all Mm. together into like a mesh um idea if you guys can get that idea done you can have that idea take it the problem is is that that project was way bigger than me at the time i feel like if i tackled it now things might be a little bit different um Mm. but the problem is is that i didn't leave any room for that project to change at all i didn't like the idea of people would come to me with better ideas they would say like well you know what if you just had one person on each team recording or something like that and uh or you scaled it down instead of 9v9, maybe it's just 3v3 or something like that. Right. And even just on a small project like that, it's easy to get carried away. You start thinking things like, because I can, I will. And yes. sometimes you not always can. Sometimes you think you can when it's and you just can't quite yet, you know? Sometimes you need more time to, to build up those resources to get yeah. a project like that going. And it's, it's okay to take the time too. Like that's one of the reasons why I like the limited yeah. run stuff is because where I work best is whenever I can take the time to hit things in stages and have it finished before I release. Like if I can have a project completely done, like a podcast series, you know, four or five, six, eight episodes done before I even announce that it's coming out. Like, Oh yeah. That is my ideal because then it's done. I can put it out. I took the time I needed to make it, you know, uh, it it is out there and now I don't need to worry about that. I can focus on just promoting it. Right. Yeah. Um, And I, I think that's a great exercise. I think if you're looking to get into creation, something you should try to do, is get something to its finished level yeah. before telling anybody that you're even making it. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that's a fun creative project is to make something that's entirely based off of your own drive and uh, not really focusing so much about like other people shaping it for you. And that's not to say yeah. that you shouldn't like look into critique, but critique is great when it comes after the video too. Yes. Like and- after you make it. And uh, that's a great way of seeing like, hey, this is taking a lot longer than I should. Maybe I should adjust my project a little bit. Maybe I should, mm-hmm. you know, just tweak a couple things and get something else that's really good, you know? Yeah, and, and one of the interesting things about that too is that you're you're more likely to get the project done if you don't tell people. Because right. whenever you tell people, whenever you say like, oh, I'm working on a book, like your brain gets a little bit of satisfaction from that. It's yeah. like, oh, this person thinks I'm working on a book. Gets a quick shot of dopamine. Yeah. And so then you're most, you're less likely to complete it. But if you go, I'm not going to tell anybody about the book until I have the first draft finished. Like that is going to motivate you to do that because like, I have a lot of projects like that where it's like, I don't tell people about it because 
want to share the idea. And the only way I'm going to do that is if I finish writing it, you know, yeah. so stuff like that I find is incredibly motivating. Um, Absolutely. And then you're going to have, and then it's going to make things easier, right? Like if you're doing a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. you know, and you plan on uploading continuously, you know, get your first five weeks of videos done. Then you have a five week buffer. You're already ahead. You yeah. have that buffer planned out, you know, and that's going to allow you that time to learn, to grow, to try things. You get a little bit of, you know, leeway, but, but you have that nice yeah. buffer to kind of make, and- get through that. Right. In those first videos, they might be awful. They, you might well, get them out. They, no matter how right. much time you spend, your first stuff is going to be crap. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> it's definitely okay. And that's the thing. Like, uh, you learn so much from making crap. I don't know. How much do you actually learn from making something good? I mean, do you, if you already made something good, then you don't need to learn anything, right? So it's yeah. like, yeah. I feel like the creative process is just making a bunch of crap that might be slightly better than the crap before. But you're learning every single time you make it so that you can eventually get closer to that perfect or ideal like creation or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's so, so important to just be A-okay with your project completely failing because it most likely will. And that's so fine. Yeah. And it's also so fine to ask people for critique about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, even just asking anybody, asking your friends, asking your family, ask anybody who's around yeah. you just be like, hey... Which like I'm really preface I'm really looking for feedback you know I've, yes. I've never if I've never told someone I'm looking for like actual feedback for actual critique I've never told someone that and then they just give me joke answers in response that's never happens people aren't that heartless you know yeah. like people aren't just gonna mock you for what you make if you're saying I'm genuinely looking for like some advice here because I want to improve yes. who's gonna who's gonna like bash on a person who says that you know. <laughs> That's yeah, all. Exactly. That's a horrible thing. And and I, speaking of criticism, like I I think criticism is so very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also important to do it right, right? Because there's right. sometimes where it's like I'm sending like maybe I have this script and I'm not sure on the core concept, so I send it to someone and they send it back and they like corrected all the grammar and it's like right. okay that's very nice, but I'm not looking for that right now, right? That's so not, it's like yeah, right. But the best thing I can give is if you're looking for critique is you know first off seek critique, but secondly uh-huh. like be very straightforward of the kinds of stuff that you're you're looking Absolutely. for. Like there's sometimes where it's like I want you to look at the relationship between these two characters. Yeah. I want you to look at this video editing. Like is this stuff is this layout compelling to you? I sometimes I'm like hey I have this story I'm done like I'm all that I want you to look at the grammar make sure the syntax isn't weird you know everything right naturally out of the mouth right. Um, and then there's also been times where I've sent stuff to people and I'm like, look, I'm not looking for any critique, okay? I just poured my heart and soul into it. Like, I'm too close to it. It's out there in the world. I, just need like, to get it out. I think you'll appreciate it. You know, give it a listen, but I just want your praise right now. And don't, like, if you want to critique it, we'll come back to that in a couple of weeks. Kind of thing. And that's okay too. That's totally yeah. okay. Like, be very clear of kind of what you want and what you need for the project. And that's yeah. going to benefit you a lot more and help you move through those stages. Yeah. And, and that's some good advice just as a listener too. You know, if, if you hear someone else's project or watch someone else's project, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're looking for critique 100% of the time. A yes. human can only take so much critique. You know what I yeah. mean? Like sometimes sometimes you really need to understand the signals and what people are, are actually looking for or whatnot. Uh, the best forms of being supportive is being able to mix both praise with critique because obviously there's always something to praise about somebody's project. And if you capitalize on that in addition with the critique, it's usually a good way to to really help somebody grow. Yeah. I know, like some of my some of my favorite responses to anything I've ever made is uh, people saying like, "Wow, I'm I I can tell like how dedicated you are to this. This is crazy awesome. Your work is definitely noticeable here, and it's appreciated." Um, I think you can push it a little bit further by like trying out this or, or focusing a little bit less on this. And whenever you say this, overall great mm-hmm. job or something like just like 
those kind of messages, you know, they, they say the compliment sandwich, right? Where you like put a compliment critique yeah. and then the compliment. It's actually a real like important thing because, um, uh, well, and that's in general in life, you want to critique, you know, critique isn't just negative. It's not uh, the word being critical. That doesn't mean uh, just uh, specifically look at the negatives of an object. Right. Uh, it means looking at it with deeper insight and, um, you know, in, if you look at something with deeper insight, you are going to find the positives of it. So critique has to kind of include a mixture of that, um, both things yes. to help improve and then also just appreciation. Appreciation is a big part of critique. It's a, it's a vital part. It's a vital mm-hmm. part of critique. And um, so basically, yeah, look at, look for critique, but just make it very clear what you're looking for. Um, if someone says your camera's bad, it's like, well, yeah, dude, freaking, I can't I afford a nice camera. Right <laughs> so, and that's similar to like the grammar thing you were saying, you know, if they're just like focusing on like the structure, it's like, that's not what I'm really looking for. I'm yeah. looking for kind of like content well, changes. And, then, and there's kind of two prongs, right? Because it helps a lot if you let them know this is the kind of thing that I'm looking for. But people right. are going to give you stuff that you're not looking for or stuff that you've already thought about, right? Like maybe you yeah. labored over this one scene and you've tried different things, but you know that this is kind of the right way. And if somebody's like, that scene doesn't work, it is up to you, right? So the way you take criticism, here's a quick lesson. I actually had a teacher teach me this. Go um, for it. Wonderful. But here's how you take criticism. You sit there, you listen, you don't defend it, right? You yeah. don't go, well, no, I did that because of this. Or no, I chose that because I spent yeah. all day working on that design for this character that doesn't fit in the story, right? It's like you just listen. Yeah. And then you decide whether or not you need to accept that, right? Right. Like, if they give you criticism, you say, you know what, you're right. This character doesn't need to be there. We're going to ax them. Or this scene's too long, yeah. whatever. Then you can make that change. But there's also going to be plenty of times where you're like, I understand what you're saying, but that's not right for this piece. I'm yeah. the person creating it. I'm going to go about this route. And then you thank them because they took the time to read yeah, you. Absolutely. Feedback. Some people are going to be jerks. They're going to give you nothing you can use yeah. uh, or they will just not understand the right kind of criticism to give. And you're going to be like, wow, thanks, but that was useless. Yeah. But you yeah. still always thank them. You don't tell that to their face. You just absorb all of it. And then you get to filter that kind of stuff out later and decide whether right. or not it's something you want to use. And and I mean, if someone's, if someone's giving you like not useful information, like if, if they are critiquing things like, um, I don't know. Your hair looks kind of weird in that video. I think my hair looks kind of weird in this video, right? If you were to oh, just yeah. like tell me, Talon, like, Pat, your hair looks really messy in this video. I'd be like, okay, gotcha. I'll take note of that. Also, what did you think about what I was saying? You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to ask them to go a little bit deeper into other areas. And that's just, again, goes back yeah. to being clear Redirect about what them. you want critique about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not your job to convince the critique or would that be the critiquer? The critiquer. It's not your job to convince the, the critiquer. The critic. Thank you, talent. Thank you. Teach me basic English. Uh, it's not your job to tell the, the critic that your project is good other than through the work of the project itself. The project's already doing that. The project's already trying to communicate to the people watching, hey, this is something special. And you don't need to further try to push that point. If the project didn't do it, the project didn't do it. And it might just be that it's not special to him, but it's special to other people. You know, it's you don't yeah. have to listen to every bit of critique. Um, but by all means, you do not have to defend yourself. You don't have to defend your work. Your work is out there. You're putting it out there. People are going to see it. They're going to talk about it. And you just you just absorb it and then help that make your decisions in the future. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that's just a kind of a good like tidbit to, to do, uh, work with critique or whatnot. But if you're someone who doesn't under, doesn't know a lot of people like in the industry or um, doesn't know people who are even interested in what you're talking about, you know, even just things online, going online, looking at like Reddit sub threads or whatnot, you know, there are plenty yeah. of subreddits that are dedicated to critique for certain creative projects, you know, uh, whether that be music or mm-hmm. even just um, like, 
uh, 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 what am I looking for? Short films and stuff like that. Um, or Discord groups, you know, um, talking in a private Discord group. If you hang out with someone, like if you hang out with people in Discord group all the time, feel free to just be like, hey, like I'm looking for a specific feedback on this. Uh, find other people who are interested in what you're interested in and ask them um, what they yeah. think. I've but like, it's also important to ask people who aren't in the industry as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my favorite advice I've gotten from other creators as well. So if you're already creating and have like, I already have a relationship with some of these people. So I was able to reach out and be like, Hey, like, can you read this thing? This is the kind of feedback I'm looking for. Um, I actually, whenever I sent them the scripts over, I also sent this little sheet that like had specific prompts where it's like, this is the very specific questions I'm asking uh, kind of where I'm at in the stage. <laughs> right. But, um, but ask people like, even if, if you haven't put something out yet, like I have a friend who's looking to start a blog or my girlfriend who's looking to start a blog and she went to talk to um, somebody else who has a very similar blog and she has no relationship with this person. She hasn't put out her own stuff yet in this field, but um, this person was totally willing to sit down, give her the time and talk with her and help her through starting up this kind of project. So you never know, like, awesome. you know, the kinds of people that you look up to and that you admire and whose content you enjoy, um, right. especially if they're smaller independent creators, like it's very easy to reach out to them. And if you say, Hey, yeah. I love your work. I love your podcast. I'm looking to make my own. Here's what I've got so far. I would love your thoughts on this. I bet you nine times out of 10, you would get a response. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it, it has, it, it works in two good ways too. Uh, you're, when you're creating something, you're creating it for the sake of presenting it to other people. And when you're asking for critique, you're also presenting it to other people. So yeah. in a way, and I gotta be careful what I say here, but it is like a slight form of advertisement, but not in like the mass sense. Uh, yeah. So well, people who read it are going to be invested, you know, right. and like, and, and they're going to, you know, if they say, Hey, I read this whenever it was still a draft and it was awesome. Go check it out. Like that's, that's a nice little like right. endearing kind of thing, but it yeah, gets people it, interested. It gets people invested. Right. You just have to be careful about where exactly you're looking for critique or where you're like, yeah, kind of advertising. And this might be a good segue into like proper ways to advertise because there's a good, yeah. a general good rule of thumb when it comes to advertising is that you never want to try to advertise your own work on the platform of someone else's work, you know, and that's, that kind of goes yeah. directly with like YouTube videos. If you leave a comment saying like, Hey, everybody check out my video. It's similar to like this or whatnot. You kind of have a problem because then you're trying to, you're almost like prying on the audience of another channel. Like those people could be watching mm -hmm. this video right now. But instead, you're asking them to look off the video and like look at your own video or whatnot. Yeah, you know, it, it'd be similar to if you're in an art museum and there's like an exhibit, and then right on the title of the video, like or the video. <laughs> One day, YouTube videos will be in art exhibits. Uh, th <laughs> there'll be like a title on top of the piece or on the bottom of the piece, and then you just grab a marker and write underneath. By the way, I also have a really cool painting. It's on aisle nine. It's right down there. Um, I'd love for you guys to check it out. It's like, well, okay, I mean you're already uploading to this platform and people are going to watch what they want to watch. Um, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't advertise. There's just definitely right ways and wrong ways to advertise. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. Like, first of all, if you, if you are scrolling on a video and you see somebody down in the comments saying, Hey, go check out my channel. Like there's a pretty strong chance you're going to look at that. And you're gonna be like, that is like somebody who's copy and pasting spammy, yeah. like working off that kind of thing. Right. And so you're probably not going to click on it. Right. But on the other hand, there is still people who are going to click on it. And like, I, I don't know so much about the YouTube side of things, but I know that like sometimes, you know, like especially with Instagram, like if you want to gain Instagram followers, like you have to put in the effort and like people and comment on people's stuff and do yeah. all that kind of stuff to kind of gain that traction. And there's going to be a lot of people, 
you know, vast majority of them will not do anything with that comment, but you're going to get some people clicking on that comment. Yeah. Well, you have to ask yourself like what you, what you want to be. Cause sometimes you might look at that and they may be like, that's a channel I actively do not want to engage with. And they might even avoid you in the future. But other times that might be like your way of exposing to people who, you know, don't normally seek out new content on their own. Cause most people don't like look for new content. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that a kicker? Um, I, but I think like, um, you know, a good healthy way to kind of try to, uh, partially advertise, but then also, uh, you know, be supportive in the same ways. If you're looking for people to watch your content and get feedback from them or whatnot, a good thing to do is to first give feedback to like another creator. Um, something you can do in comment sections or whatnot, especially for like smaller creators. I know when I get these kind of comments, I just, I love it. And I swear every time I end up checking out who wrote that comment and seeing their own videos because it it just, it sticks with me, but they will leave like actual critique inside a comment. And every time like, dang, this guy's like super insightful. And when I see that insight, I think, man, I wonder if like he carries that through in his own videos or whatnot. And um, I've met some of my my close uh, like, and this sounds weird, but YouTube friends, I guess friends, f- friends. I've met some of my close friends. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. It's through like comments uh, just on my video where they like give good critique. I'm like, dude, this guy's actually really cool. Um, and what that does is it also gives the viewer entirely their own it gives them their choice to click on your channel or not right it's it's less um like it's less like i'm telling you to come check out my content and more um hey your content's really good by the way yes i also exist you know it it is kind of a mental thing like if you if you see if you see this person's profile picture or Mm -hmm. this name or whatnot and then you see him on multiple of your videos and he's just like giving good advice or whatnot you're naturally going to be thinking about that brand a little bit more brand for lack of a better word uh but yeah, basically, mass advertising can be tricky because you don't want to be taking away people from their initial like yeah. content that they're looking for. With YouTube specifically, YouTube does a pretty good job at taking out or removing, automatically removing self-advertising comments oh, or awesome. whatnot. Um, except right now, there's been like a big surge of people saying, mm. great video, want to be friends? Um, and it's scary how big it is. It's on like every single like video I upload wow. now. Um, but And I know it's a scam somehow. And that's the thing. The, the, the YouTube climate has just been so numbed by bots like trying yeah. to advertise or whatnot that giving an original, thoughtful, insightful comment speaks volumes. It yeah. goes far. Yeah. Uh, and that's so, going to be the thing, like you said, that that's a genuine growth. That's a healthy environment, yeah. right? Because that's going to get people that are more engaged in your stuff, right? Like if Absolutely. somebody clicks over on your video from some mass thing, they might, watch, they might subscribe. They might watch one or two videos maybe, and that's it. But if you are thoughtfully engaging with people, you're being genuine, those people are going to stick around. They're going to watch every one of your videos. They're going to tell your friends, right? Right. Um, there's a study that um, Edison puts out every year called The Infinite Dial, and it just looks at media. And, like, what are people watching? How are they digesting it? What age groups? All that kind of stuff. And consistently, every single year, the thing that wins by a vast margin, especially at least in the podcasting world, is uh-huh. word of mouth. Like, that right. is how people find new shows. Yeah. It's not, you know, cross-promotion is up there. Uh, but it's all like social media recommendations and recommendations from friends and family yeah. and like everything else way down beneath. So if you get those genuine people, if you get those yeah. people who are actively enjoying your content because you engage with them in a thoughtful way, then yeah. they're going to watch your stuff and they're going to be much more interested in actually helping you grow instead of right. just dipping. Yeah. And, and growth is the key word there. You know, it, yeah. it's not necessarily meaning like, 
growth in numbers or growth in fame. It's mean actual creation growth, you know, so that your art evolves when you make it again. Yeah. And um, um, that's why it's also just important to talk to people around you, like your friends and family. And uh, it, it can always kind of be a tricky thing because confidence plays the matter. And I think that's definitely has to be a topic we go over at some point. Um, it's hard sometimes to be confident in your work and then share it with people who are closer to you because yes. you don't want to, you know, you don't want to feel attacked. You don't want people to look at yeah. you differently because of that or whatnot. Um, but the thing is, if you can get that personal touch of talking to people about your work and showing them that you're passionate about it or whatnot, that word of mouth is just going to spread even further. I mean, the amount of times I've talked to a friend and they've recommended uh, a channel or a, a movie or a TV show, that recommendation goes miles and miles above any of the million of Hulu ads I get yeah. like every day now. I get so many Hulu ads. Every video is a Hulu ad every single time. And I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why Hulu. I don't know why. It's the only streaming service that advertised to me, but I get so many Hulu ads, but none of that matters at all unless Talon Stradley tells me, Pat, there's a really well-written show on Hulu that you really got to watch. I'm there. I watch it. Like, yeah. word of mouth is just so, so powerful. And, um, you know, it's got to come from someone's mouth first. So if you're constantly telling your friends and family, like, hey, like, this is something I'm actually really invested in. And uh, if they end up actually really liking it, they're going to actually tell other people, you know? Yeah. Um, even just like extended family how many times not extended i i guess any family right but how many times have you had like a family member say like oh my um nephew or my son or my my uh cousin i don't know man he makes he makes like really cool art or whatnot you know they say it like like pridefully you know like that's it's something that they're kind of proud of a lot of times um yeah if you just let people know that you are actually interested in this and that you're uh you know you're you're putting you it's your creative drive and not just uh, something that you threw together or whatnot. Um, yeah. So word of mouth is just a very powerful way of advertising. But yes. to kind of go into confidence and how it's something that you absolutely desperately need in creation uh, mm. to such a major, major extent. Um, a lot of people, when I actually, I, I, have a, I have a friend who recently started up YouTube um, and I, I knew them from outside of YouTube and they're, they, but they knew I made videos, you know, cause I, it's not something I can keep a secret. I have to, right. <laughs> you know, constantly be telling people or whatnot, um, just for my own confidence sake, they just did like, even just, even just BSing your confidence is still confidence, right? If you, yeah, like if you even just pretend to be confident, then you're naturally going to be confident. I think that yeah, I it, still it, don't know if anyone's actually genuinely confident or not, or if everyone's just BSing, or maybe that's just me. I don't know. But no, I think that's fair. I think that like, I, and that kind of touches on like imposter syndrome too, is like everybody kind of always feels like they're not, they don't deserve to be where they're at. Right. Um, but projecting that, you know, I mean, like, like you said, I think like not being ashamed of the stuff that you create. Definitely. Um, even if it's trash and garbage, like that's yeah. still like, it's way better than, uh, you know, than other people who aren't creating stuff, Absolutely. you know, and like, and just talking about that and then, you know, bringing it back to the feedback scene where people can, you know, help you improve or ask yeah. you all that. Like, yeah, just don't be afraid. Just put out stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and I've got, I've got like a decent exercise for people out there who are specifically yeah. looking for YouTube to make the YouTube videos. And, um, one thing I would highly, highly recommend is find something, just pretty much anything that you're actually very, very passionate about and that you're able to talk about for a long period of time. I would try just ranting into a microphone about that one thing for a long period of time, even if you don't end up uploading it, even if you don't yeah. share it at all, just getting used to getting used to arguing your point 
into a microphone without another person because that's an adjustment it's an adjustment to try to talk to someone who's not actually there you know oh yeah right now i'm talking to you and i know you're there but you're not actually here we're quarantined my first first ever like i don't know about first ever but one of my really early things i tried to do it was like one day but Mm. um yeah it was like i I used to play a lot of magic the gathering and i at the time was pretty new to it and i didn't see any youtube channels about it for some reason. like of course there's a billion youtube channels about but i hadn't stumbled on any of them and so i was like i'm gonna start a youtube channel about magic because there's a gap that needs to be filled and i never uploaded anything never registered like didn't go anywhere with it of course there are a couple of videos of me like just sitting in my room like talking about magic cards to someone who like has no idea what they're talking about yeah but um yeah, but that stuff is important, and you know, like you learn a lot from that. Like, okay, yeah. like maybe this isn't the <laughs> kind of thing that I want to create, or oh, right. like this was nice, but let me shift over this thing, or I need more structure, right. all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And structure, like, uh, you may find that just freeform talking, you know, talking off off the cuff, uh, just from what you feel in your mind, that might not be entirely suited for you. You know, you might be better actually like writing up a script or something you want to say. Yeah. And that's another great thing to practice. Just try writing down your thoughts. And then try voicing them over. And mm. if it sounds like weird or whatnot, then you're like, oh, well, maybe I should try adjusting it. But even just well, they, they help each other is the thing. Yeah. You, whether and, you practice either one, you will improve at both of them. Yeah. And the other thing is it's always going to feel weird. You know, it's like so yeah, like for sure writing your own stuff and you're you, you're your worst critic. You know, It's like you'll yeah. look at yourself and be like, oh, like that really isn't good. And then other people will love it. You know, so it's always going to feel weird. It's always going to feel awkward. You are writing words for yourself and that's always a weird experience but just yeah do it nobody cares it. i know <laughs> that's the thing and if you don't care then nobody cares right so yeah. if you just have to like do the not caring first you just have to yeah. care about what you're saying and what you're trying mm-hmm. to get through and a big crutch a big thing that helps um i think in when when speaking confidently and, and being confident in what you create is creating something that you are very much true to creating something yeah. that you very much believe and that you're um, passionate about that you care about. That, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, when I, whenever I like talked about like games or movies or whatnot, um, I wasn't just saying opinions uh, mm-hmm. that I didn't actually believe. I wasn't just saying opinions that sound cool. I was saying things that I genuinely believe. And because that I'm able to talk about it confidently And then um, if you say anything confidently, it's going to sound uh, a lot more almost like uh, I want to say credible, but kind of I mean, yeah, I I guess that's true. If you talk if you if you're more confident than someone who's not confident, you're going to sound a little bit more credible. And uh, even if you're not trying to convince anyone of your topic, even if you're just literally trying to voice it out there, if you confidently voice it out there then people are naturally going to start looking at this more as a piece of art, which is what you're trying to share essentially, unless right. of just another voice. And uh, cause you don't want to be seen as just another voice. You want to be seen as you sharing your thoughts and your opinions on things. Yeah. Um, so, and confidence is just, it's just so important. You know, uh, if you find that like working with a camera is just impossible. My first couple camera shoots were terrible. I, I, yeah. I had the hardest time trying to like, talk specifically to a camera maintaining eye contact pick up the script put down the script maintain eye contact you know like try not to make the same facial expression too many times and then when you get into editing you're like oh my gosh i gotta cut so much out their their first ones were terrible and uh they're still on my channel they're on my resume uh if you will and uh people can go and watch them if they want um it's just important to again like get the crap out so that eventually you start putting out stuff that's not crap. And, um, yes. Yeah. Just practice makes perfect. If you don't want to start with the camera, maybe just start with the microphone. Just try saying a couple things. 
even just starting with writing sometimes helps too, you know? Um, if you just want to do a twit longer or something, right? <laughs> like, all that stuff, it just builds on top of each other, and you can't start at level 10. You gotta start, you gotta start somewhere below. And yeah. um, again, that's why it's important just to understand your limitations, to set those limitations, and then be the best that you can be within those limitations. Guaranteed, every time, that's gonna be a better project than whatever one third of a project you didn't end up finishing because you thought it was going to be perfect. Um, yeah. So yeah. And, and confidence basically helps all that confidence helps make the pain go away. Basically, you know? Yeah. 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 Also more work, more creating more stuff also helps that, you know? Um, yeah. Creating stuff is nice. Cause then you can have that pool to kind of point towards people. You know, it's like, there's some people where I'm like, man, you are not going to like this episode. If this yeah. episode seems up your alley, go check that out. You know, oh, you're a yeah. Metroid fan? Go check out my Metroid videos. Absolutely. You know, you don't need to watch the Minecraft stuff. Appreciate my art first, and then you can kind of <laughs> explore if you want to explore more. Yeah, yeah, and, um, you know, things like uh, YouTube YouTube channels are interesting because um, when people subscribe to it, they subscribe to that channel, but that's not always the one thing the artist makes. And yeah. over my lifetime, I've made several different channels because I uh, – I do understand that not every audience is going to be interested in the exact... Every person's not going to be interested in the exact same things I'm interested in. So if I am talking about Metroid on one channel, and then I suddenly um, I suddenly uh, start talking about who should win the 2020 election, that might not be the same audience, even though um, it's something that I'm definitely interested in both of those things. Not everybody's yeah. going to be interested in both of those things. And right. having multiple channels or just multiple platforms or multiple outlets kind of help with that. But it also helps with just throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing which noodles stick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, having Creating with multiple mediums or multiple platforms is a great great way to test what actually kind of works for you. And, yeah. Um, and, and it's going to be different, like, depending on the thing, right? It's like Twitter right. is different than Instagram is different than YouTube, you know? like, yeah. And that's one thing I've discovered is that I, like, I really enjoy the visual aspects of Instagram, right? Like, I love sure. creating nice posts. Uh, but that's only for some of my projects and that's a lot harder to do it in the way that I want to. So I tend not to update that as much. Yeah. Whereas Twitter, it's really easy for me to engage, to talk to people, to recommend other stuff, to be a right. part of the community. And so I find that is like a much more successful way of kind of actually getting out there and reaching out to people where Instagram yeah. has been like better for kind of reinforcing and, and creating more of that aesthetic, sure. I kind of guess. Yeah. And, um, if you can understand like the strengths of each platforms and yeah. the strengths of your own content, you can then like pick and choose exactly where you create where. And uh, yeah, even... and you don't you don't need to create everywhere, right? Like no, I, absolutely not. I try not to have social media unless I can update it, right? So that's why yeah, it's like I, I don't even really have a Facebook page. You know, it's like for me, it's yeah. like Twitter and Instagram. Twitter's the main one. Instagram gets you know some vis- some really awesome visual stuff, right? Um, I've thought about doing Tumblr in the past. I think there's actually a Tumblr registered, but I kind of put it on private or whatever because I just wasn't updating it. Yeah. I don't I don't put my podcast on YouTube because that's just another thing that I know I don't have the time and energy to do effectively. Of course. So I try to focus on the stuff that I can do well. And then whenever I'm ready or if other people want to come on, because I have reached out to people before, like, hey, maybe you want to help me run this thing. Maybe you want to help me run this thing. Right. And um, then you can kind of start to expand, but you don't want to spread yourself too thin, right? Know your limitations, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Do one thing well. If you can get a thousand followers on Twitter, you know, do that instead of having twenty on every one of the platforms. Well, twenty on every platform doesn't equal a thousand either way, so definitely don't do that. But yeah. <laughs> also, um, although you then you could ask like how many of Twitter followers are actually just bots because Twitter has a bad problem with that. But either way, either way, um, all growth, asi- all numbers aside. Um, 
it's just important to uh yeah basically that i feel like the the most of what we're saying can be summed up with just like understanding what you can do and getting to the point to understanding what you can do and then you know share it confidently just just own up to what you're able to do and do the best you can do within Mm -hmm. that like frame or whatnot um but yeah setting setting limitations so important just putting understanding like what you could do so you could do yeah (laughs) sorry i'm going over my notes i i wrote like a whole sheet of notes for this and um we didn't even need them because we just like bounced through all of them anyway. We just rattled through it all. <laughs> yeah, we just rattled through it all. But I think we're we we could be good to get around closing time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, okay. that sounds good. We touched okay. on a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So basically, thank you guys so much for watching. Um. I, I, again, these full podcasts are going to be uploaded here on Patreon. But uh, if you're always looking, if you're ever looking for like little clip versions of this, uh, there are going to be segments that are put on my main channel. I'm also working on some tutorials on PatNet games, all part of this process of just trying to help people create. So I hope you're interested in that. And then, of course, you can always find me on KCore uploading the good old gameplay stuff. Uh, Talon, would you like to plug anything for yourself? Yeah, uh, I listened to Newton's Darkroom Presents. We're on a little bit of a hiatus while I figure some stuff out, but uh, we got lots of good episodes out there. And then um, if you have any questions, you can uh, contact me at Newton's Darkroom on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'll help you start your podcast if you want. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and feel free to ask. I mean, I'm 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 kind of speaking for you, but I assume this is okay. Feel free to ask oh, yeah. Talon or I any questions about like specific things. Uh, if you need us to go a little bit more clear into topics or whatnot, I'm sure if yeah, you tweet Talon saying like, "Hey, tweet Talon at Talon has no idea." No, that's yeah. Talon has no idea is my my personal Twitter, but I don't use it enough because I always just post on the Newton's Dark Room Twitter because it's like gotcha. if I post something, I might as well do it. So tweet the like, Newton's Dark Room Twitter yeah, then, Dark Room and uh, Twitter. ask them like, "Hey, how the heck do you even? What the heck is an RS feed or something like that?" You know, feel free to ask about specifics or whatnot. By the way, what the heck is an RS feed? So it's actually RSS feed. <laughs> oh shoot! Okay, and essentially it's like um. So it's it's kind of my best understanding is it's kind of like a uh, a system of checking it with a central base kind of thing, right? Is that right. you subscribe to the RSS feed and then you get sent an update. Your 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 device gets sent a thing that says, "Hey, we have a new episode," and then you download it kind of from this RSS feed. Right. Um, it actually got started in like blogs, like it's the exact same technology used in blogs. They just kind of hijacked it and put audio in and made gotcha. it into podcasts and then now like podcast apps are just rss readers that just gotcha. you know so you can you can subscribe to a podcast by putting in its specific rss feed into an app like itunes instead of searching it up on itunes and finding right. it so it's it's weird but yeah there okay you go. well you there you go questions like now, that maybe get a good answer yeah well now you have nothing to tweet them you know now you know what an rss feed <laughs> yeah is. that's it You're yeah, all yeah. T- that's that's all you need um but yeah and then feel free to leave comments on this post as well as comments in any of the videos uh, I'm sure we're all willing to help as best as we can. Uh, Talon, thank you for joining the show. I very much appreciate it. And uh, I'll catch you guys next time on the next podcast or wherever else you want to find me. Or and Talon, for that matter. <laughs> Goodbye. So long. Goodbye. <laughs>